Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Our next guest is a fascinating young man. He was born and raised in Egypt, and he's in the process of trying to become the first basketball player ever to come up through the Egyptian national team and end up in the National Basketball Association. He is a veteran big man for the Louisville Cardinals, Anas Mahmoud. Welcome to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm great. How are you? We're doing really well. I'm fascinated by your story. I mean, we're proud to be Americans. I hope you enjoy your time in the United States as kind of a transplant. But tell us what it, what it means to, in your case, you were part of the Egyptian national team winning the African championship. That had to be pretty cool for you and your family. It's actually... Uh one of my, I think it's one of the greatest accomplishments though I have done basketball in my career. It's, uh, it's an honor to present your country and just wear the jersey with the Egyptian national team and a flag. It's, it's even more honor when people look at you uh, and try to follow your footsteps coming to the United States. I can't tell you how many young players who have con tried to contact me and ask me what they should do and what they need to work on and send me videos of themselves and videos and uh, it's just been an honor to be able to resist my country out here. You speak four languages. We are accused sometimes of not even being good <laughs> at one. English. English, right? Now tell me, what, what is the pecking order? Your, your English is great, but you speak Arabic, you speak French, although you said you're a little out of practice, and also German. Dutch, yeah. So, so what would be one, two, three, and four you're most comfortable um, with? I would say Arabic, English, Dutch, and then French. Okay, so if I said in French, bonjour, monsieur, comment allez-vous aujourd'hui, you would know I said, hello, sir, hello, how sir, are how you are today? You? And you could respond to that, even though that's like your number three or four? I hope so. <laughs> I've taken a lot of classes, so I hope I can. <laughs> that's, that, is that common? Was it your family thing that you uh, wanted to learn and, that many in languages? In Egypt, uh, every student has to take first language, obviously Arabic, second language was English, and then most people choose the third language. It's either there's Dutch, French, Italy, Italian, Spanish, and stuff like that. Um, both my sisters, with both, both of them are older than me, they both took French. And uh, when I was younger, I was, you know, seven years old, eight years old. I loved it. I just loved to, even when the private teacher comes uh, home and teaches them, I just love to sit there and listen to him. Uh, when I grew up and decision to make if I want to take French or something else I wanted to take Dutch um, just because I already know a little bit of French so I wanted to take something else so I learned Dutch out of you know my third language in school but French was just something because I loved it I just loved listening to my sisters when they talk and it, just, it was it was really nice. Louisville Center Anas Mahmoud is joining us on the David Glenn Show. Are you at the point like French is my second language. I have to think really hard about what I'm saying or what I'm listening to. Not anymore. No? It, so was, it, just comes it was a bad transition my first year. Okay. So, But uh, it comes naturally for you at least in three languages, maybe even four? You don't even have to do the thinking and then connecting the In French, dots? I do. Okay. Um, in English, I did until a couple of years ago. I had to, you know, to take in what you say yes. and translate it into my own language yeah. and then reply. Now it's it's pretty much natural just because, you know, you, you've been involved around everything and you speak it, you watch movies with it, you listen to music in English, so you just get used to it. I know you've been in the States since the latter part of your high school career. What was that clash of cultures like? Others, Americans learning from you and your ways and you learning from, what would that be, 17-year-old young American men as you transplanted here? Um, it wasn't hard. 
uh, just because I have done a lot of traveling. When I was in Egypt, I went to Europe. I went to five, six countries, uh, even in Asia. So I've done a lot of traveling. So I think that would that helped me a lot into translating to the American culture. Um, I think it's more what people had to understand about myself. For instance, like I don't eat pork. Uh, okay. It's one thing that, you know, when I go to a restaurant, I have to ask for, you know, stuff with no pork. And uh, and it's it's a transition for me, but also my friends around me as well. Uh, I had to do a little bit of transition to English, and I had to um, honestly just deal with the fact that my parents are not here, my family are not here, and I have to, you know, call them and FaceTime them every day just to keep them contacted with me, honestly. That's the biggest part. Mental note, when we as a staff take Anas Mahmood to one of our show sponsors, Smithfield's Chicken and Barbecue, it's going to be chicken for, for Anas, <laughs> all right? Yes. The rest of us can have the barbecue. <laughs> write, write that down, Darren. Anas Mahmood is the junior center for the Louisville Cardinals joining us here on the David Glenn Show. Is the hardest part about being seven feet tall, does it have to do with airplanes, hotel beds, shower heads, or something else? What's on that it's list? Something else, actually, is just the amount of people who ask me how tall I am. <laughs> <laughs> like a radio host? <laughs> like, uh, I feel like it would be a lot easier if I, I don't know, made up a shirt that says yeah, I'm seven feet tall in the back. and what's the, make what's it a the, lot easier. What's the me. weather like up there, that kind of stuff? I get a lot of questions about the weather as well. But <laughs> it's just the fact that how many people ask me how tall I am. And sometimes a joke around is like, hey, I'm 6'2". I was like, there's no way he's 6'2". I'm 6'3". I was like, I don't know. I think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you have a sense of humor about all of these things. Have you ever heard the name? of former Duke star Allah Abdelnabi. Who I've heard the name. Okay. And I know he's Egyptian. He was born in Egypt, but his family moved here when he was like two years old. Okay. So I saw in your bio you want to be the first Egyptian to it make the NBA. Egypt, yeah. Technically, Allah was well, that. Yeah, i got to stand up for my guy. <laughs> he's a guest on the show. Now, so we'll have to reword it. You'd be the first guy to come up through the Egyptian, through the Egyptian system. system yeah all right so makes more let's, sense. let's get them to change that on your Louisville bio <laughs> on the website uh, if, if you've never met Allah you want to talk about a great mentor and I, I we can set that up he is an unbelievably impressive man who's probably about 50 years old right now he played in the NBA he's a broadcaster for the Philadelphia 76ers mm -hmm. as we speak we're about bringing people together, Anas. That's so awesome. if we can hook you up yeah, with the fellow Egyptian sensation, <laughs> Allah Abdel Nabi, he'd be happy to help you, I know, I on your, be happy to talk on to your way well. to the NBA. Let's get them together, Darren Vaught. Let's get them together. I remember when you signed with Louisville. I mean, we've interviewed Rick Pitino. He was one of the most amazing interviews for me as a broadcaster. It's far more important that you find a special coach. He's a Hall of Famer. How have you reacted to the reality that maybe the number one reason you signed at Louisville is no longer there. Um, you know, that was, you're absolutely right. That was the main reason I wanted to go to Louisville was Coach P and his system. Um, but now it's a lot more than just what I want to, who I want to play for. Um, I have the more respect for Coach P. I will always love him as my, my dad, honestly, in basketball. Uh, he told me a lot, but right now, um, you know, we have a team and we have younger guys, freshmen who came in here and they, they don't know what to do. And uh, that's when my leading comes in play, me and the captains of the team, is that 
we have to take these guys to where they need to go. We already played for three years or four years of Coach P, and we know what we have to do to reach the next level. They don't. And that's when we have to, as veterans, to tell them what they have to do and show them how the game has been played. It has to be a jolt to your system, you know, to hear this news. And then one day he is your coach and the next day he's not. If it had happened over the summer, would you have transferred to another school? Because if it happens in the fall, you're kind of already in classes at Louisville. Uh, a lot of guys change schools so. when, they're, when their coach leaves. I don't think so, especially that David Padgett is now the head coach as well. I, uh, I, I don't think I would have I left. I would have stayed with Coach Padgett and with Louisville. I mean, uh, they helped me a lot since I came to the United States. And they, Louisville has been more than a home as a city. People are just really welcome me into United States culture and uh, that's the one thing I will, I will always be grateful for and I, would, I wouldn't have left now. Louisville center Anas Mahmoud is joining us on the David Glenn show. He's better at his fourth language than we are at our second language by a lot. Rick Pitino ran infamously intense practices. How are things <laughs> different, right? I mean, you, you're nodding your head. It's, I mean, uh, he, he was tough on y'all during practice, I know. How, how has that changed with Coach Padgett? It's the same it's the same, obviously, tough system. But what I would say different is that practice length has gone long. Instead of practicing for two hours and 45 minutes every day, now we do it for two hours, Okay. which saves up a lot of legs to the next practice and the next practice. Um, it's the same competitive practice. Uh, it's fun just because the fact that we know we're not going for as long so we actually go harder you don't have to conserve energy at all because you, you don't have to go for three hours every day it's it's only two hours and um we've been doing a lot little different stuff when it comes to learning plays we've been splitting it up in five one o's and doing that we have not done before it was always up and down if you didn't know the play you had to watch film uh, which we still do obviously watch film but now coach page has been taking about 10 and 15 minutes segment in the middle of practice for the younger guys to teach them the plays and what they have to do and just teaching teaching dots and uh, that gives us a lot of spot, uh, you know rest time because of 15 minutes without running up and down that's great before all the news about coach patino you guys were described as one of the favorites to win the acc maybe even one of the favorites to win the national championship what's your message in that locker room you, you lost a hall of fame coach that has to complicate the journey a little bit, but you still have Quentin Snyder, your guy here in Charlotte. Yeah, you still have Dang Adele, one of the best players in this league. VJ King's an amazing player. Ray Spalding is a proven player and a talented freshman class. That still sounds like it's, you have uh, enough to, to you know, do a we lot. Lost, we lost our head coach, and we lost our, say, he was our experience. Because at the end of the day, just like he told us, he always tells us he doesn't have to go out and play. It's us who goes out and play. So we lost our experienced guy who's been there multiple times and he's done all of that before. He can pass all that experience to us. But um, I think we have six, six veterans. Um, you missed Ryan McMahon. He's a really, really great shooter. Uh, Dwayne Son, who was transferred, he was here last year. Yep. He didn't play, but he had the feeling of the team and had the experience to be in under Coach Pease. And I think us six or seven can translate that message into the younger guys. And they've been outstanding. They've been more than teachable. They, they really learn and dealing quick. And that's really what the, all we can ask for for them is just take in all the stuff we give you guys. And you're going to learn a lot more from games than practice. And we just can't wait to play. Tell me if I get this right as we thank you for your time and send you on to your next interview. 
Last question for Anas Osama Mahmoud. Pretty good? Yep, that's All right. perfect. Last question for you. You mentioned Dwayne Sutton. He was right down the road here at UNC yep. Asheville, so a lot of people in this state remember no. him as a really good player. You mentioned the redshirt year, so he's he knows the system, he knows you guys as teammates. What else can you tell us about him? Because at UNC Asheville, like he was one of the he best players really in his league. Player. He's a really good player. He's you know when I tell you somebody brings the energy, yeah. he every single position, he fights for the ball. He he would die before you take the ball out of his hand. That's how how hard he plays. And uh, that energy, that type of energy, it really is what we need right now is to get all the freshmen to understand that every single position matters. Anas Mahmoud, good luck on your journey, man. We're, you. we're rooting for you. I appreciate that. Allah Abdel Nabi, uh, remember. Allah. All right? Yes, sir. Allah Always. Abdel Nabi and Anas Mahmoud, the two greatest NBA players <laughs> ever from Egypt. Thanks yes, for the time on the Thank David Clint Show. You got it. Floor back to Raleigh, and then we'll return here to ACC Operation Basketball in Charlotte. Glad you're with us on the David Glenn Show.